out with the old and in with the new, it might be time to put new flooring in your RV. This is Eric Stark with the Smart RVer podcast, delivering the smarts you need to enjoy the freedom of the RV lifestyle without the fear of breaking down. Before we get into living the RV lifestyle, we're going to talk about some future stuff here. So May 6th will be my 100th episode here at thesmartrver.com. With that, we're going to do a live stream. As I said before, it's probably going to be YouTube. We're still kind of working out the technical details, but it's going to be the challenges of getting to 100 episodes, the good, the bad, and the ugly, what it took to get there. Then also in July, we have the Montana in July. That's the month of July. Come to Montana anytime in July. See one of the great places to, to view here or visit, and then come by the store. We're in Victor, Montana, just right next door to Hamilton, Montana, south of Missoula. Montana is a great place, and we have an awesome store, and we want to meet you. We want to see you in person. So come by and check it out. Come by the store, check us out, check out the state of Montana anytime you want in the month of July. Now, living the RV life. If you're new to RVing and you're trying to get into this mode of having an RV, enjoying it, you might be hitting some bumps in the road. In fact, it might seem overwhelming to you. You know, it might just, oh, this is, this is horrible. What, what did we do? Why did we get involved in this? You know, you might be talking to your spouse and just regretting this. Don't go down that road. You know, buying an RV is like so many other things. You get it. You got to learn it. It's just like a TV set. I mean, you got to learn how to use it. And, you know, it might be on off. I mean, basic functions, but if you want to really get the full flavor of the TV, you know, there's going to be more buttons you got to press a little more time learning it. Same with a car, anything else, a boat, you know, I mean, there's a lot of stuff that we have to adjust now an RV because there's, it's a house on wheels. It might be harder to get used to, to adjust to, but remember one thing, this is probably the most important thing, have a sense of humor. Things will go wrong. Things will, well, things are just going to happen. So you got to have a sense of humor. It's going to help quite a bit. You know, sometimes the day that seemed like the worst day you could have possibly had RVing might be the day that's the most remembered. It might garner the most laughs, or it could be the biggest lesson you learned, or it could be, just be a positive turning point in someone's life. And that sounds crazy. But, you know, think about it. We have all had those times where it just seemed like a horrible experience. Then after we're out of it, we're kind of laughing about it, talking about it, and we rethink it and look at Pat, look back on it and go, wow, you know, I could have done this differently. I could have done that differently. And in the future, this is what I'm going to do. So those things can happen. So what I recommend doing, this seems kind of silly to some people, but take that RV out on a local trip for the first time, first couple times. Don't go too far. Learn the RV. You know, if it's a travel trailer, you have to learn how to pull it, you know, get used to it. If, if you're new to RVing, even motorhomes, you know, they're all different beasts. You know, you get in those things, they're big, they're bulky. Some motorhomes like a Class C might have an overhang that goes out farther than the hood. You got to be careful of that. You don't want to hit anything with it. So you have to get used to it. And you might even, and it's not just the driving it or pulling it, it's, it's using it. You might even want to just use the RV in your front yard, literally camp in your front yard for a weekend. 
or a night here, a night there, getting used to it, how everything works, how long the batteries are going to last if you're using the lights at night and the TV. Get used to those things. Figure out how the systems work. You know, that's the easiest way to do it. You know, when you're staying close to home to learn about the RV, it's less painful if something goes wrong or you can't figure something out. You're at home. If all else fails, you just go in the house and call it a day. If you have friends that have RVs, try to plan some trips with them so they can help you. That's where, um, you know, having friends, family that are in the RVing, you know, everybody has these experiences and they can help one another. And that's what's cool about the RV community. Everybody's willing to help. That can make it a little bit easier as well. And you want to be comfortable with the RV. You want to just know it, how it works. And you're not going to know it 100% the first time you go out. And that's not what's expected. You know, there's just things you have to learn. And that's the way it is with an RV. So there's a lot to do when you're using your RV. And it might seem overwhelming at first. But eventually the pain subsides. You get used to it. And, you know, when you first start RVing, keep a list of the things that go wrong or the bumps in the road. You know, keep track of those. And then figure out your action plan, what you're going to do the next trip to resolve that problem. That's going to help too. Now, I'm going to have a list of things on our website at thesmartrver.com under RV Lifestyle. And you can check that out, a list of things that are going to help you. Um, even if you're a experienced RVer, sometimes looking back on things, the reminders can certainly help. Check out the website for that, thesmartrver.com. And there's a big picture of a guy sitting in a hot tub it says rv lifestyle check it out all right now staying on the road we all want to keep our rvs on the road we want to keep them running good so this is really about more of staying on the road and rv envy it's about replacing the flooring in your rv now let me know if this well let me know raise your hand right now you can't see me and i can't see you does this sound familiar you're having a discussion about your rv and you're planning this trip, and your wife makes a comment like this. It could be a spouse. I'm just going to use a wife in this case just for simplicity's sake. I really like the RV and using it, but I just can't stand the way it smells on warm days. And you're like, huh, what? What do you mean? And she says, yeah, it smells like cat urine or something, whenever it's warm out. But if you fix that, I'll go anywhere you want. Now, in your mind, you don't want to really come out and say anything too quickly here. You're kind of processing it. And you silently acknowledge to yourself the unpleasant odor. And then you start to think of a way to get out of the conversation. You really want to deal with it. You don't want to go down that road. Then you start to think back when you purchased the RV because you didn't buy it new. Everybody was happy to get it. And they thought it was awesome. We're going to have all these memories we're going to make in this RV. This thing is going to be great. And you, you remember that, that stand out to you or stood out to you because that was really cool for the family. But then you also start thinking about the previous owner and some of the things they said, kind of snuck it into the conversation, if you will. So the owner mentioned that her pet cats love to go on trips with her, her and her husband. You didn't even do the math. You didn't think about that. In fact, the entire family missed the comment and what it really implied. And why did you miss it and not really think about it? Because you're so excited about getting that RV. You're like, oh, this is cool, man. It's going to change our life, right? What the comment really implied was that the cats are peeing all over the place. And at the very least, the carpet's going to be ruined. See, that didn't click with you. Now it's coming, that, that cat smell is coming home to roost or that urine smell. 
So whether your RV smells like a litter box or the flooring looks like 50-year-old theater carpeting, it's time to replace it. The flooring could be showing extreme wear in spots or water has caused damage to it. You know, there are so many things that can happen to carpet. You know, it's just like in your home, carpet wears out. And RVs, generally, when they come with a new RV with carpet, the carpet's not high-end. It's, in, it's inexpensive, so it's not going to last nearly as long as it would in a house. Even the flooring, you know, it might peel up. Things happen. So your RV is your house on wheels, and it should be pretty comfortable. It should be as comfortable as you want it to be. If your RV has a few years on it or it's brand new, upgrading the flooring can be a pretty easy way to spruce up the interior and give it your personal touch, making it yours, just like your home. And flooring, if you install new flooring, it's going to increase the value of your RV almost instantly. You know, it's going to make it look so much better. And when it looks better, see, that creates that RV envy. Your neighbors, your family, your friends are going to be, oh, man, check that out. We're going to do our flooring now, too. So I am here to help you. So this is pretty much a weekend project. You know, it might go into two weekends, how busy you are, you know, what time you start, all that kind of stuff. But it's not a huge project that's going to take months to do or weeks to do. And it doesn't require a lot of tools. You know, you don't need to have a bunch of specialty tools. You know, you don't have to have... um you know, $1,000 worth of tools laying around, pretty basic tools for this. In fact, picking a color of the flooring might be the hardest part. You know, you and your spouse just can't agree on a color, you and your family, that might be the hardest part or the type of flooring. But before you tear out the old flooring, take a look at it. Look and see what uh, what really needs to be replaced. And what I mean by that is, does the entire floor have to be replaced from one end of the RV to the other? Or is there some existing flooring that you can keep? For example, the living room might have ceramic tiles in it or the kitchen. And they look great. You know, the grout's still go, uh, going strong. None of the tiles are loose. You might want to just leave that tile there. Leave it in place and replace the flooring around it. Or maybe you just redid the bathroom, remodeled it a year ago, let's say. Or a bedroom. There might not be any reason to replace the flooring in there unless you just really wanted to. Don't just automatically think you have to do the, old, the whole RV. You know, think about what really needs to be done. You might even want to do it in sections. You know, do one half of the RV this year, the other half next year. You're going to do different, different types of flooring or buy enough for all and you have it on hand. So there's things to think about there. And if it's possible, get your family involved. This is a great project where, you know, it's labor-intensive, so having more hands to help can be great. Although it's an RV, it makes it kind of small, but, you know, that's where patience comes in. Look at the bigger picture. It's a great project to involve the family. And also, let the family have a say in what type of flooring goes back then, back in, and then ask them to help remove the flooring and install the new flooring. Make them part of this entire project. Make it fun have a barbecue out there have a nice lunch have everybody's favorite lunch take some pictures videotape it create memories this is a project where you can create memories look back on it you know and when you're sitting in the emergency room and you got you know you have to have 25 stitches in your finger because you cut it see you might laugh about that with those pictures i'm just kidding we don't want that to happen but sometimes these simple little things can last a lifetime you know i think back when i was um, in high school and elementary school probably more so in elementary school. High school changed things for me, became a different person. But spending countless hours with my dad, and I told everybody in the past that my dad owned a boat in the early days or boats, 
at the marina on weekends, helping from, I mean, things from like taking an engine apart piece by piece to get out of the engine room. The next weekend, putting a new engine in piece by piece, you know, going up to the top of the mast at 60 feet or, you know, scraping varnish, staining, polishing. Seems like a lot of hard work, but I was young. I could handle it. But those are memories. I, I don't, I remember those to this day vividly. And they're good memories. So that's what we want to do is create memories. That's what the RV is all about. So now you're all fired up. You want to go home and start tearing out your flooring. But before you do that, there are some things you need to do. Decide how much you're going to replace. One room, two rooms, or the entire RV. And take pictures of the flooring. You know, if there's any corners, anything that looks complicated that you're going to want to remember later on, take pictures of it. See, that way you can go back, you can look at it and go, oh, yeah, I remember this now. This is how that went. This is how they did the flooring the first time. See, and that can really help. It can be a great big time saver. So leave the flooring in, but take pictures. And you might need to take some drawings, too, of something, you know, um, figure things out. Look at the slide outs if you have them. You know, how are you going to work with them? How thick can the new floor be so the slide out doesn't hit it or rub on it when the slide slide out is brought in? You know, bring the slide out all the way out. How's the, the flooring butt up to the side of the RV? Is there going to be any issues there? Are you going to be able to get to it? Are you going to have to take part of the slide slide out floor out? Are you going to refinish or refloor the slide out, the slide room itself? Look at moldings on the floor. You know, if you have steps coming into the RV like a Class A motorhome or a Class C, you know, can you work around those? Is there molding that might be tricky to get up or to replace if you were to damage it? So work with, look at everything in the RV and take pictures of it. Even things that seem obvious, take pictures. You can't go wrong. I mean, I take a lot of pictures of stuff anymore because they're free, they're cheap, you know what I mean? It doesn't cost anything. So having them on your phone or your tablet is great. You can go back, look at it. And it's a good reminder. And then you have the before and after pictures as well, because you're going to take pictures, all those pictures, and they come, the, they become the before pictures. Or when you're all done, you know, you take pictures, and that's the after pictures. You can do this. The next step you can do before you tear the flooring out, after it's out, it's up to you. But you're going to need to measure the RV. You're going to need to measure everything. So when you go down to the flooring store, or wherever you're going to buy your flooring, you have a drawing. Make a drawing that's an aerial view, that's clear, that will help someone, you know, the personnel in the store to get the right quantity, um, have them understand what the flooring is you're doing so they can envision it. Because, you know, just thinking about an RV, they might just, oh, a living room and not really think a whole lot about a narrow hallway going from a living room to a bedroom. There might be a bathroom that intersects there little things like that so you can understand it. But you have to go with measurements that are pretty accurate to buy the right amount. And you might have to buy extra depending on the type of flooring you're doing. Um, oh, planks running a certain way or whatever it might be. There's a percentage and the flooring guy can help you at that. It, it might not be that big of a deal if, the, if where you buy the flooring is close to home. You can run down there and buy some more as the day goes on if you start running out. But also, they can see the, the flooring after it's torn out, the subfloor, what it is, if it's plywood or something else, and they can you can ask them for advice on how to adhere or, or glue or prep the floor so the flooring will stick to it. 
And then, of course, you're going to have to pick out the type of flooring. You know, what, what do you want? Do you want the wood look, carpet, carpet squares, vinyl, ceramic tiles? You know, the list goes on. Vinyl planking is very popular today, and it's a great choice because it's durable, waterproof, and it's easy on the feet. And you know what? At the end of the day, it looks awesome. Vinyl planking is very cool. Now, some planks have self-stick adhesive on them, and I've seen installers use those, and they always put a layer of adhesive on the floor first or on the subfloor, even though the vinyl planks come with adhesive on them. They do that as kind of a a safety precaution to make sure that it's not going to come up sooner. It's going to stay stuck to the floor much longer. So you ask your flooring expert at the store about that, if that's something they recommend, or if there's a certain type of adhesive, they say, oh yeah, definitely, and this is the glue you need to use. And you know, in some RVs, the wall, the floors are installed, or part of the flooring might be installed before the walls are built, so the wall's sitting on top of it. It's not going to be in every RV, but it does happen, and it's not the end of the world. Um, you're just going to cut the the material out right next to the wall. You just have to be careful, but you're probably not going to run into that. It's not an everyday thing that happens. So depending on what type of flooring you decide to go with is going to determine how you're going to attack the RV, you know, how you're going to install it or excuse me, um, remove the old flooring. I'm sorry. Got sidetracked there. Depending on what's in the RV, it might be vinyl squares, and they could just pull right up. Or you might have to kind of scrape them up and pull at the same time, you know, with a strong, sturdy putty knife. Might be vinyl sheeting in there, and, you know, you pull it up and scrape it at the same time. There might be carpet, and it might have, you know, a billion staples in it, so you're going to have to get all the staples out. So it just depends. You know, if it's ceramic tile that you decide to remove, it might just pop right up. Then you have to scrape the adhesive off the floor for that. So it just depends on the flooring. So your plan of attack is going to vary depending on what it is. So there's a lot to lot to do there. So you have to pull out all the old stuff and just be careful when you're pulling it out that you're not damaging any cabinets. You know, be aware that as you pull things up, it might hit a cabinet or a door or, or the side of a cabinet or something and you don't want to da- you know cause any damage while you're doing it so you want to remove all the old flooring just get it all out if you're going to replace it all everything you're going to replace just tear it out and get that process done and it might seem like a pain to do that but keep the big picture in mind try to just envision the new flooring all laid out and looking good you know it's going to make the whole rv look completely different and then it's got that new flooring smell in it, and your family's going to love it. You know, it's going to be nice and clean. Keep that picture in mind because the tearing it out can be a lot of hard work, but it's well worth it, as I said. So after the all the flooring's torn out, it's time to start replacing it. Now, this is where I can't help you. Well, not directly. Because the installation's going to depend on the type of flooring you go with. A lot of people are using, you know, the, the wood laminate type flooring or the vinyl planks that snap together. And that's pretty popular. And that's what I would do in my RV. My RV has some vinyl. It has some carpet. In fact, after looking at this, I think yeah, I should replace my flooring, you know. And I probably will. 
and I would go back with the vinyl planking that snaps together. That's the better choice, I think. Not the glue down that snaps together. It's a little easier to use. At least I think it is. Might take a little longer on the install because you have to cut each or, you know, cut some when you get in the corners and a little different to cut than the or the glue down stuff. But anyway, so the installation is going to just solely depend on what you buy. And that's where the flooring person will be able to help you. No matter what kind of flooring you put down, he's going to be, he or she will be able to help you do that. And so think about the installation process too. Is it going to be harder for you to do? Like if it's carpet and it's not just a square, if it's intricate, you know, you might have to cut it out, cut it up in your driveway and, you know, make a pattern, all the measurements and cut it out on the driveway and set it in the RV. And sometimes when you're cutting carpet, you have to cut it upside down because it's easier to cut. So that means your pattern has to be reversed. So you have to keep that in mind. And that's a big mistake that can happen you know that can be expensive if you scrap a bunch of carpet because you cut it wrong you know you go to put in the rv and everything's backwards because you didn't pay attention to how you should cut it so keep those things in mind you know the big picture as i said is that new flooring in there the installation will, won't be that hard you're you know on the downside of it when you get to installing it you tearing it out is going to be hard installing it's going to take some work but it's just, you've already prepared, you took pictures, you planned it out. So it's not going to be the most difficult project you could do in an RV. That's the suggestion. Replace that flooring if it's time to replace it. Get rid of that old cat smell. Make your family happy that they're going to want to go in the RV regardless of what time of year it is, if it's warm out, cold out, because it doesn't smell anymore. Get rid of the smell. And, you know, another thing you might want to consider, too, is when the flooring's out, give that RV a good cleaning on the inside. Take a couple hours or whatever it takes. Give it a thorough cleaning. You know, wipe everything down. Wipe the walls down, the ceiling down. Clean the furniture. Now's the time. So when you put in that flooring and you're all done, it's like a brand-new RV. All right. So now that leads us into the next stop, the vacation destinations, the places to go that are cool to check out. And all, as always, these are just teasers to get you thinking about it. And we always have more information about each next stop on our website. In fact, right on the homepage, there's a picture that says next stop. And you just click on that picture and bam, you can see all the articles. So today we're going to talk about Mount Rushmore. Now, Mount Rushmore, I've never been there. Never even had it on my radar. Never thought about it. It's like, what for? <laughs> so... I've changed my tune a little bit. Now, I'm not that far from South Dakota either because that's where Mount Rushmore is. So it might be a little easier trip for me. But after reading the article, Alexis does all the articles. She writes them up and comes up with these places to go and what's there. But after reading this, I'm thinking, this is really cool. Mount Rushmore looks like a pretty interesting place. Yeah, I mean, what it took to carve those um, the president's heads on the mountain is one thing. I mean, that's pretty... Um, astonishing in itself you know that's a lot of work and to be able to do that i couldn't even begin to think how they do that you know envision that and start carving a mountain but there's a lot of history there it's a cool place and it's a great place to go it's family friendly it's educational so there's a lot there now this whole project started in 1927 and i'm not going to get into all the details that you got to go there to get all that but it went on for many years it wasn't just a two or three year long project went on for years. In fact, a couple of decades, it looks like 
but it's it's cool because it's not just Mount Rushmore. It's not just the presidents that you can see there. It's a family uh, friendly place. Keystone is the hometown of Mount Rushmore. And so, you know, the town's going to be filled with gift shops. It's going to have all the places to eat, leather stores, everything, candy stores, all the places to spend money, you know, all the places your kids love to go into all the types of stores they like. So it's a pretty cool place. There's a leather outlet there. There's a rock store. So you got to go. And of course, food galore. Oh, gourmet popcorn, too. I can't forget that. So there's a lot to do there, a lot to eat. And now the Black Hills National Forest is, is very close to Keystone. And there you can rent an ATV. You can go ATV, and there's hiking, swimming, fishing, biking, rock climbing, all the stuff to do, horseback riding, everything you'd want to do there. And there's also a dinosaur park dinosaurs at dawn there's seven dinosaurs there so it's not going to take very long to see it but it gives you an idea what dinosaurs were really like the size of them it's you know gets it pretty close to reality so the kids would love that and that'd be interesting too there's always things to see there and they, there's more at the park you know they are excuse me there's a park also called reptile gardens in rapid city and that has various things to see and do there that's Mount Rushmore in South Dakota. So that's a pretty awesome place. So if you look up Mount Rushmore or Keystone, you're going to find it on a map. And like I said, these are teasers to get you thinking, you know, Mount Rushmore, like I said, to me, was just off my radar. Now it's back on my radar. So that's the place that I want to go. And that's one of the bad things about doing all these episodes with this next stop is, you know, all of a sudden there's, there's so many more places that I want to go and visit. Even places I've been to, sometimes now I want to go back because I missed some things while I was there that, that I didn't even know were there. Use your imagination. Even while you're looking on the map, you might start out looking at South Dakota and you say, hey, you know what? Let's go over here. Let's visit Montana in July. That's a nice plug for Montana in July, right? No, but seriously, you might want to, you know, looking on the map, you might decide to go to someplace else. Oh, look, there's a really cool place in Colorado, and we're going right through Colorado. In fact, why don't we just stop in Colorado and stay there for a week rather than go to South Dakota? So it's your imagination. It gets you thinking on places to go because there's so much to see here in the United States. It, it is endless what you can do here. It just goes on and on and on. A lot to do there. So RV Envy. I think I pretty much covered RV Envy. You know, that's about the cool things you add, upgrades to your RV, things that are going to make your neighbors or your buddy jealous. Oh, I wish I had that. I wish I did this to my RV. Well, replacing the flooring, that's a big RV Envy. Anybody that comes in your RV that saw it before and they see it after, their mind's going to be thinking, oh, yeah, I want to do that to my RV. They're going to be envious of your flooring. Now, the only downside to that is they're probably going to want you to help them. Because now you're the expert. So you might be careful on who you show your new flooring to. It might be really cool. You want to show it off. You want to make someone envious. But they might enlist you to help them. But then again, it might be all right. You give them, you know, have a little barbecue. Give them your, your favorite beverages there. Eh, might not be too bad. So I want to thank everybody for listening to the show today. A lot of information. A lot of things happening all the time in our RVs that keep us busy. So keep a checklist going. This is Eric Stark with the Smart RVer Podcast. It has been great hanging out with you today. 
if I don't see you on the road, let's connect at the smartrver.com.